0: Take yeah. on the, exact yeah. of the wrong, page 64 of the big Hold on, book.
1: Vanessa. It's uh, just try that now. Go for it.
0: Okay, we will go again. Welcome everyone. This is not an AA meeting, it's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong, page 64 of the big book, and the solution of the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and live streamed on Facebook. This is not an all-share meeting, rather, it's a question and answer for Paul H's take on the 12 steps. For details of all Paul's events, his story under a books, t-shirts and past events video, check out his website, zembichslap.com. Right, I've chosen a reading tonight. I shall I read it for you. you. Don't that it's from page 25 of the big book, There is a Solution. Almost none of us liked the self-searching, the levelling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which is the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it has really worked in others, and, that, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When therefore we approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, There was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools that laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and nothing less that we have a deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty is that our creator has entered our hearts and lives in such a way, which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do for ourselves. Over to you, Paul.
2: Does someone wanna read the the spiritual thing on the uh, appendix two or something? David.
1: Uh, yeah, I. can call. Go for it. Who was that? Was you that Christian?
3: It? Christian. Yeah, Christian. Okay, Christian. There you go, man. All right. The next two spiritual experience. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading, shows that the personal change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in different, many different forms. Yet it is true, our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described, though it is not our intention to create such an impression. Many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership, of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness to honesty and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle's contempt prior to investigation, Herbert Spencer
2: oh thank you, Chris. yeah, usually when we would read this, they'd always want you to go back to the uh to go over that so this, both of these things are very uh, uh paul alcoholic nice to see everybody uh I see this important part where he says uh two aspects of the newcomer, something occurring, which is we saw that it really worked in others. So it's a program of attraction, not promotion in a way. Yeah. So we see that it really worked with others combined with we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. Now this, a lot of people momentarily come to that fact but it doesn't stabilize because of the disease. The disease kicks in and goes into that major delusion, which is I can probably, if I could only manage better, it would all work out. So it denies the evidence with this mental hope that's not based on fact, yes? So we're under a deep delusion in the mental state. The problem resides in the mind. So, and the problem has its own agenda that isn't, affiliated with our agenda it's not a win-win kumbaya it's a win-lose yeah if it's if we're winning it feels like it's losing if it's if it's winning we feel like we're losing so yeah so i think that's important Uh, when aa as a community had a great intention to raise the bottom yeah this was probably one of the biggest problems. Is that a lot of people that get introduced to AA, not by their own interest, but by parents and other things, have not come to believe the hopelessness and futility of life as it had been living it. They're not there yet, yeah? And what are we gonna do? They stay in a rehab for three months, they go out, they get loaded, the parents put them in another rehab and they get institutionalized and a whole new aspect of the problem grows, yes? An institutionalization of a solution that is based on a primary diagnosis that we're fucked. Not that my parents diagnosed that I'm fucked or the state did, I do finally. And I, I don't know how this can be manufactured. It's usually brought about by living, yeah? And by living based on self-centeredness, it has brought us to a clear futility. Yeah, that's what is the whole first step. And I don't know how we can generate that effect without the way it's usually generated by people living. So I find a lot of times you, you do a disservice to someone by trying to keep them from their bottom. Because their bottom is going to lead them, hopefully, to being convinced of this futility so that they'd be willing and open to realize that something has done for them what they couldn't do for themselves, which is step two, and that they'd be interested in going into that compact of trusting something other than self, you know, turning my will and life over to the care, to the care of something else. Assuming or implying that's in the care of something else already, yeah. We've it's been in the care of self for quite a while. How does it look like if I put when my family put my mom in a in a nursing home, and let's say after six months we came back and her condition had severely deteriorated, we would question, hey, maybe we made a mistake putting in it putting. Mom into the, under the care of this facility, yeah. What's that? But what, that, that's the same experience we're in. We've been under the care of self for years. How does it treat? How how has it treated us? The only problem is, which is a huge one. The root of the problem is we're identified as it. We can't entertain being free from it because we take ourselves to be it. So. If we go anywhere, it has to come along with us, yeah? So we're in a state of cognitive dissonance. We would wish we could have a viable relationship with another person, but we're incapable of it because we're trying to do that from self, yeah? I, it always roots everything over the years after it was, it was shown to me that self is foreign, Everything made sense based on that diagnosis. It made super clear sense why things were the way they were and they kept going that way. It was because there was a bondage of self. And how is that bondage of self maintained? The thing talks to us as us. We're identified as it. Yeah? It's like having an incredible, huge, ugly bug land on me I'm going to knock that bug off the first time, the 80th time it lands on me. We've been inhabited by an incredible ugly bug and we call it us. Yeah. We we've we've lost a sense of us and it and, and it's been replaced by a sense of self. Yeah. I think this is all this is saying and it says we need to have a shift not as self but from self. Yeah. What we pray for is relief of the bondage of self. We're not praying for self to get much better. We're we're praying to be relieved of it. (laughs) AA has come to a conclusion: it's not going to work trying to get better as self. Yeah, it isn't. We're not going to drink successfully. It's crossed the. It's crossed the Rubicon. It's fucking over. Yeah, we need relief. From the bondage of self. Yeah. Stop looking for relief as self. And get relief from it. Yeah. That's a fundamental shift. In in directed behavior. I'm not trying to make the self better all day. I'm trying to be relieved of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the dilemma is there. A lot of times. I'm trying to be relieved of it as it. So we can't get can't get out of self as self. So we got to learn about this shit. Other people have seen what we haven't seen. So we got to borrow their glasses and see it for ourselves and come to a conclusion. Is it true or not? Yeah. Is the bondage of self the act of being identified as self? I say it is, Yeah? yeah. And I've worn those glasses and I've seen it differently. I've seen life anew, and we're trying to share those glasses at these Zooms so that you can try them on and see if it works for you. See if you come to the conclusion. Now, some of us have been coming every week, so it obviously is working. Or why would you be here? I mean, you're not getting a huge glimpse of Northern California. I don't even have a good haircut. I just wake up disheveled, and here we go. Yet we keep coming together because something's working. Yeah? And I have a feeling it's directly rooted into a clear diagnosis of the root of the disease, which is identification as, or bondage of. You want to call, it's another way of specifically describing the bondage of self, which is the identification as self. Yeah? Yeah. It's just a further clarification of the bondage of self, which I feel is necessary because it's the act that we're in. Yeah. We're not doing it. It's doing us, but we're in that activity. We're in it. Yeah. So we, it's not like, oh, I was identified as self in 1984. No. Yeah. Or I'm going to be identified as self in 2025. It's an act going on now. The mental activity, its 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 first impulse is that act of being identified as self, yeah, and we find ourselves overly reliant on the mental condition, and the problem resides there. We're trying to make camp in the den of the bear, yeah. We're trying to put up put our tent up in the den of the bear. It's insane. <laughs> who knew the bear would attack us well i would think you would know if you put a tent up in the den of the bear that it may have fucking attacked us we act surprised yeah we're trying to be we're trying to use the problem to get out of the problem it doesn't fucking work so we do a program that every alcoholic has done the same one and we get similar results why is that It's not uniquely tailored to who we think we are. It's uniquely tailored to what's taken us over. The program is uniquely tailored to affect the problem. It's not, this is what happens. I remember I was, it was a long story, but some people who had a lot of money were gonna make a rehab in Thailand. And they found, they wanted me to consult. And so they would call me up. First, they wanted me to be program director. I said, forget that. I can't even direct this fucking Zoom. So no, but I'm more than happy to talk to you. So they would, we'd have a Zoom a couple times a week for a while. And then they would, I I kept emphasizing service. Yeah. You have to have service and they go, and it's very rich. So they go, well, what do you mean do we tailor each service to the person? I said fuck no. Take the people to the service, yeah? Don't tailor the service to the person. This is not the way. This is not the way of relief. So here we are all of us from different places, from different ethnicities, looks, but we've done we followed the same suggestions and lo and behold we all've gotten relief because we have a common problem like they say we have a common solution we have a common problem that's why we have a common solution yeah something has taken us over in the UK in France in Northern California in New York in rural areas it doesn't give a shit about the landscape yeah it's it's a it's looking for an opportunity, and we gave them. We may have had like an over-obsession with self that lent us to alcoholism. And then alcoholism came in and it amplified the obsession with self. And the only way it seemed to us we could get relief was shooting drugs or drinking or something else. And it made complete sense to us based on our condition. Yeah? It didn't make sense to anyone else out there other than other, than other alcoholics and addicts. That's why that's how our program works. People don't understand why we keep doing what we do. They don't have it, yeah, but we do. So here's the solution. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, yeah, <laughs> most of the time. I don't believe we're fooling ourselves. I believe self is fooling us, yeah? I think it's quite different. I don't believe I'm fooling myself. I believe self's fooling me. I do. For deep down in every man, woman and child in the we we've come back to, oh, I'm back to the fundamental idea. I got to go back to 25. Uh, there is the solution. None of us like the self searching. Exactly. Yeah. When you're identified as self, you don't like self-searching. When you see self as other, you're very keen on doing an inventory. I swear to God. Yeah, it's so funny. When you're identified as self, you don't wanna do any inventory. When you see self as foreign, you wanna do an inventory on self. (laughs) The confession of shortcomings, which this process requires for a successful consummation. So what's the consummation? A spiritual awakening, yes? Isn't that the point? Because that's going to be the basis of the daily reprieve, yeah? Which is maintaining that spiritual condition. Now, we're lucky, because maybe we can see we are a spiritual condition. And that seeing that we are a spiritual condition is the highest form of maintaining a spiritual condition. It truly is, (laughs) <laughs> it truly is. So but we saw so here require for but we saw that it really worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. I say, I would flip that sentence. I came to the hopelessness and futility of that life and then I saw in the program that this program was working for people yeah but I came in based on that futility of life, yeah I was fucked, and I was convinced of that thoroughly. So uh, when we, when therefore we were approached by those whatever, we have found much at heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension. See, when you're rocketed into the fourth dimension, you call it home, actually, really. And you realize you've been on a work visa in the third dimension. That's my feeling. (laughs) Maybe it becomes a vacation visa, hopefully. But uh, your home is the fourth dimension, I feel. Yeah. I think we're of spirit. I do. I don't think we're of a body and a brain. So, yeah. Yeah the va- The great fact is just this and nothing else that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life exactly toward our fellows and toward God's universe. The central factor of our lives today is the absolute certainty that's being convinced, yes believing with certainty is another way of you know being convinced, yeah. The sense that our creator, or whatever you want to call it, Buddha nature, it doesn't have to be like a, a thing or a being, it could be being, yeah? Has entered in our into our hearts because it's never left, <laughs> really. <laughs> entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. So something is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. First and foremost, staying sober. Yeah. Or not drinking. So, yes. I'll tell you what really illuminates the program for me is a clear understanding of the problem. It does. It just, uh, it produces so much awe, A-W-E, and wonder and gratitude for, uh, I couldn't change that petri dish from acidic to alkaline, but something has. Yeah. Now something that couldn't have a life in the old petri dish is thriving in the new petri dish, like peace, contentment, satisfaction, empathy, a willingness to be available to others, actually looking forward to it. Yeah. All of that thrives in the petri dish that AA has produced it's changed the acidity into alkaline the higher power through the shaking of the program yeah yeah so i live every day for a while as if the problem doesn't exist for me that's a damn good solution <laughs> i can't see I mean, you know, they they rank beef, you know, with a certain thing, Angus beef or something. Well, if if I ranked a solution, that would be like a double A plus solution for an active addictive character to have the problem not exist for them. It's fucking pretty damn amazing basis of living. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, seriously. So instead of a. A warlike landscape, I have a pastoral landscape. Yeah, it's very nice. So, all right, thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Paul. Um, I can see Gabe has his hand up, but I have a question first, if that's okay. Um, What are your thoughts, Paul, on the phenomena of uh, when a person relapses, it's as though they've never stopped drinking?
2: Because the For me, it's because the parasite's the parasite's the parasite. The drinking just lets it be more flamboyant, but it's been there, yes, all the while. So you meet the same thing, yeah? The parasite is not, there's no thing called the parasite. It's a potentiality that's pregnantly available, yeah? And drinking opens that up again. So it comes on you as if it never left, yeah? I think a lot of people are surprised when they go out, especially after a lot of time, because they got used to uh, not having that urge. And they're really fucking surprised when that urge is back. So after they have their first drink and it looks like it's successful, then the next night or a couple nights later, they drink and there's an urge for more. And they have no mental defense against that urge And they start getting really loaded again. And off they go. Yeah? It's uh, And they're in wonderment. They just can't fucking believe it's happening to them. Yeah. It's almost as if it's a surprise. Not for others who've watched it. But for the person Mm -hmm. going through it themselves. They were in a state of really not knowing what they were up against. Yeah? And they drank and they... The big dog woke up and now it's shitting all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be, you're going to be seen as the big dog. You are. So, yeah. It's best that don't tease it. (laughs) If it's asleep, you got the run of the house. Enjoy it. Just don't fucking play with it. uh, Oh, let's see if it's still there poking. Don't do that. Yeah. So yes, I uh I think that's how it feels. You would think by not drinking something would decrease, but it's it's a it's not it's a potentiality. It's pregnantly there. Yeah, it's not like it's uh being came it's it's not becoming less possible. Yeah, it's always possible based on our condition. Yeah. So uh yeah, See, we're not talking about the parasite's condition. We're talking about our condition. We need this spirit's condition because the parasite is of us. It's a possibility in this mental landscape, yes? And uh, if you start taking pictures of that one hill and you start ruminating about that one hill, you're going to find yourself on that one hill, yeah? You know what I mean? So uh yeah, and the, you know the parasite resides in the mind, and in obsession itself, the mind's getting a lot of attention and interest, yeah we're we're listening to a narration of life a lot more than living one, yeah, so whatever is in the mental state is can thrive there because it's a lot of attention and interest is there, yeah. The parasite is tricky because it always gets greedy. Yeah, it's not enough just to have the obsession with self. It wants to flamboyantly use us as trans transportation, so it you always leads us to a drink. Yeah, and then it gets its big splash, but usually, uh, it's revealed. You know, you see it in all its splendor. Hopefully, so. It's actually its own ruination because of its greediness. Yeah. Yeah. It could suck us dry over the years, but it still wants us to go out with a bang, so to speak. (laughs) So, yeah. I've never gone out, so I don't have the experience of it. I've just witnessed it. And I've never, yeah. I never left recovery so i don't know what it's like to come back in really yeah
0: thanks paul that's the same for me i see gabe has a question over to you gabe would you like to unmute
4: yeah my name is gabe i'm an alcoholic can you hear me sorry we got the radio going in the background here um you said something about the fourth step that i was really curious about um, you know, I've been through my steps. I haven't started sponsoring anybody, you know, yet. I've been trying to, you know, do as much service as I can. But if you're taking someone through the fourth step, you know, or they're taking themselves through it and they're having trouble getting started, like all this stuff's coming up and they got a big resistance to going through the inventory. And um, what you said made great sense. Like, you know, once you realize that's not you, you want to take the inventory because you want to see what's broken, you know, what's, what's been tripping this thing up. But if the person like that's not... You know like the non-duality thing like you said before isn't something you kind of bring in early to people you know it's not something you push on them the concept it's kind of like do the steps you know first go through it you know bring aa to them as it's presented in the book and by the sponsor um but that just seems like such a valuable thing that to get someone over that hump of starting it you know and to get into that process because it's almost exciting and fun from the other perspective whereas the one if it's going through your own garbage it's like oh i don't want to pull all this stuff up and anyway that's yeah that's well, kind of what the question you
2: do gabe is suggest you know you can bring them to the water but it's it's their willingness that's going to allow them to drink or not so your job isn't to have them drink the water your job is to bring them to the water yeah we're not uh we're not keeping anyone sober <clears throat> we're in a A participation of sobriety. Yeah, everyone's playing a role. That's how I see it. Uh, I would emphasize the business part of the inventory when they describe it. And also that sentence on page 64, being convinced that self manifests in various ways. And then another area he talks about, we're going to look at something from a radical angle. Well, he's presenting a way of looking at the inventory, which is seeing the manifestations of self as how we were defeated. Yeah. So it's right out of the book. You put it out there. And if the person is willing to stay sober, but they're not willing to do the fourth step yet, have them get commitments and do shit like that. It's not like, you know, you know, soup Nazi. I'm I'm not I'm not in that camp, so to speak. But, uh, if they're constantly, uh, delaying it and stuff like that, obviously you can say, Hey, listen, maybe I can't be of help to you because the whole idea of sponsoring is suggesting things and the person trying those suggestions. If they're not willing to do that fourth step, maybe they will with someone else who knows. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But, uh, We don't want anyone to leave, uh, this loving presence of this power, uh, because they, you know, they haven't, uh, buckled up enough quickly. Yeah. I feel so. It's, it's tricky. It's a, it's a, it's a one-on-one event. I don't know what I would say to the person would be based on the diagnosis at that moment. Yeah. I don't have any road answer. I don't, I don't like road answers really. So. Yeah. But you can also just do a simple inventory and show them the formulation. That makes it easier. Like the Joe and Charlie uh, printouts are very helpful because I'm not, you know, any way anyone wants to do it is fine, but I'm not into the novel approach, writing down everything. I'm into like a quick summation because you're going to talk it through. Yeah. So I live that life. So all I need to see is Wendy. I resent Wendy because she left me. Then I can sort of add on while I'm speaking it. I don't have to write it all out. I just need the bare bone. All right. This is the nucleus of the resentment. Wendy left me. Yeah. I resent her. And then why look at the third, you know, the instinctual agenda and then my role in it. And then if you use that page 64 statement, my role also includes seeing self's role yeah which is beautiful <laughs> so you start seeing the parasites role in your life or in life yeah but how are you going to do that unless you look at your role because your role in self's role, in a sense are very synonymous <laughs> it's like that the that fat that that thread in the fabric of our existence is brown and the fabric of our existence is brown. It's difficult to see. So we gotta first look at the fabric brown and then we'll see self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just get them to do it though, because also it's the first working step and sometimes people as an action figure don't really feel like they belong unless they start doing something. And that's the first doing really, isn't it? Yeah, I found a lot of people start Feeling like they they own their seat in AA by doing the fourth step, so it has a it has some effects in a lot of ways. Yeah. All right, Gabe. That's Thank great. You. That's Thank all you I for
5: got.
0: <laughs> and now we go to Jacob. He has a question. I'll ask you to me.
5: Hello, everyone. Hey, Paul. Was just wanting to perhaps get your insight into a trend that I see in recovery. I I manage a clean and sober house here, and it's a it's a program of abstinence here for sure. Like we, we boot people if they if they relapse or send them back to treatment. But I see a trend now where people claim time. Like if I were to claim time, I might say. Uh, I have so many years off of heroin and meth, right? Or as opposed to just, this is my clean time. Um, and I have a hard time outside of this house justifying to somebody why they can't perhaps drink or, or smoke weed outside of here. Once they move out, once they get on, um, it, it's it's difficult. Like the the rationale you know, marijuana is a, is a medicine and all of this. I mean, for me personally, it doesn't work. Um, I have no desire to, to get a high. Oh yeah.
2: Jacob, that's what you share. You share your own experience that it doesn't okay. work. And that's all you can do. Again, we can't make people drink the water. We can describe the water. We can describe what it's like when you're not, when you don't drink the water. You know, this is all we can do and and know that we're being used by that that power and we're not in the outcome business. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And times are changing now. Marijuana, I never liked it or not, but the marketing of marijuana was unbelievable in a lot of ways. And it's been made to be such a like a Mickey Mouse type of thing. Oh, it's just great to have Mickey Mouse come along with everything Mm -hmm. it makes every experience better or my health and stuff you don't know that mind doesn't there's not one addictive uh thing to mind mind is addictive mind will use whatever it can to to demonstrate addiction so uh that's changed than 20 years ago you know how it's become uh cleaned up let's say marijuana use so sure yeah, again, people are going to do what they do and they're going to get what they get. All we can do is share, you know, what has made sense to us and all the us that I know in recovery and just, here you go, bro. See, it, it's so weird that we're really fortune tellers for other addicts and alcoholics. I can tell someone exactly what their life's going to look like. Yeah. With a lot of confidence that it's going to be true because we're talking about the tyranny of a parasite. Yeah. And so I don't, all your particulars aren't going to do much. You're going to have the overriding theme of your life is going to be like the overriding theme of my life. So I can basically predict what's going to happen to you with a lot of assurance. Yeah. When I'm yeah. speaking not to Paul, but to the, you know, the addiction. Yeah. Now, obviously, if the addiction is active, it's, it's saying, oh, that's it's not in agreement with that. But we see it clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you've been taken over by something and you've lived through it and you've escaped, you can see others taken over by it. It's just obvious. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to see. And you can basically write their story if they wanted just to relax hey, I'll just let me, I'll fill out the rest of the book, because if you keep using and this is what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, a, it doesn't have a huge abnormality. It goes basically the same direction.
5: The <laughs> old institution's death. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So, uh, it's not like this is, this parasite has a thousand tricks. It doesn't. It does the same old, same old on every, every one of us. Yeah. So, uh I've sat with people and I knew what was gonna happen to them and it did.
5: Yeah, that was a big that was a big surprise for me going into a, a recovery house was that a room full of addicts knew what I was gonna do before I knew before I knew it myself. Like they knew when I was gonna relapse because of how you know the, the house is basically a mirror for you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. uh I who thought myself smarter than all of them, I who thought myself better than all of them, uh obviously was uh, was uh, yeah, didn't didn't know as much as the group conscience.
2: Exactly. We've all been in that case. Yeah? Yeah. That's the yeah. sense of terminal uniqueness. You know, people see us as a diamond dozen addict or alcoholic. When I went into Delancey Street, they saw tons of Paul Hedeman's. Hmm. <laughs> They could see me from a mile away. It was, uh, (laughs) it's so obvious. So, I mean, basically if you're working in that business, geez, it must be incredible because you are a fortune teller. You could tell the person or maybe a misfortune teller. You can tell Mm -hmm. the person the amount of misfortune that's on the way. But again, we have a limited role here. We can't make anyone do anything we bring it to people with our experience, strength, and hope, and we stay out of the outcome business. Yeah. We just, there you go. And who's to say, you know, I'm a real believer in uh, not keeping people from their bottom. Yeah. I think that's a disservice if that's the way they're going to learn far out, let's let it go. Yeah. Cause it, it seems either you grow into the being convinced or you're in the being convinced, but denying it. I don't know how it's gonna work, but you have to have that, yeah? Or you're gonna keep relying on yourself. If you still think you can pull it off and you can still, it would get better if you could just just up your managing game, you're gonna run into problems, yeah? And so uh, hopefully they won't lead to a drink, but they can. And hopefully they'll burn themselves out and you'll come to realize, You're not managerial quality, you know, or self is not managerial quality. It loves to manage, but it sucks at managing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, Jacob. So, yes, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't funny. believe alcohol is cunning baffling and, and powerful obviously I think alcoholism is cunning baffling and powerful yes
5: mm-hmm. right
2: and all we can do is uh you know be an instrument of the higher power and and then uh, there the outcomes in people's lives is in our jurisdiction right yeah 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 yep.
5: so yeah thank you Paul I feel lighter yeah. for sure with that.
0: Thank you, Paul. And uh, now Kurt has got a question. Over to you, Kurt.
5: Hey,
6: so I'll be the Achilles heel here. So I drank at 19 years. And um, you know, I was I was involved in AA and I worked the steps and I made amends and I did all the, you know, as you would say, skill skillful means. And uh, You know, when I drank again, thank God it delivered me to a different place this time, a little deeper, um, unbeknownst to me, it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know until you know it, but it was almost like it collapsed that, uh, well, the condition you're always talking about, it collapsed that, and, um, you know, unbeknownst to me, I've, I've talked to you about this before, I didn't know that I was managing for 19 years with spiritual principles, see, yeah. that, that knowledge or understanding was only available after the collapse, yeah. like, yeah. It, it was not available, you know, and, and that's why I relate so much to what you say when you say the problem can't see the problem. The solution can see the problem very clearly. It was very clear to me what happened for 19 years. All of a sudden, it was clear as a bell, and it's shifted the last 11 years in a way that uh, you know, as we say here, is indescribable. I mean, it's it gave it gave me access to a piece that I was always trying to access, or that self was always trying to access. Yes. So. Um, it's, um, you know, I really, cause I've seen people, you know, I've been here th- since 1979 and I've seen people commit suicide rather than drink. And I've seen people, uh, I've seen people go off in different directions with meds and I've seen, you know, and, and no judgment on either one, suicide or the meds because I, I kind of understand, you know, it's uh everybody's got like you said everybody's got their journey but what we can do is bear witness to um yes there's another way so i just want to throw that in paul
2: you know kurt this is important because you go when you went out it was put to great use yeah yeah Yeah. but that's not the the only way it's going to be put to great use (laughs) yeah right in your experience that's how it was put to great use yeah yeah you see so there's no way this thing works it works through this program but the w- how and the way it works is a mystery yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one person goes back out stays drunk the rest of his life another person goes out it was the final clincher Mm-hmm. They became convinced of what they needed to be convinced to really not just live a sober life, but a really enjoyable sober life. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It, it was the same event, but the the meaning was completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the that's spirit before everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. can, you know can have a spiritual awakening by reading the dictionary or jumping off a 30-foot cliff into cold water. It can, whatever, yeah? This yeah. is why there's no rote way. There's a mm-hmm. design for living where we're giving, but that which gets uh, shifted into can express any way it freaking wants, yeah?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, it's why, funny, I, my.
2: Uh, a, a, a rote answer to people's questions, I'd have to be there because the yeah. moment is the main influence. Yeah? yeah. And then to see what happens. So one second I'd say something to one person and I'd say the opposite to another person the next second. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, you know, the guy that helped me out, he said something to me in 19, he said something to me. When I was drinking, he said, he said, were you serious when you took the third step in 1986? I said, hell yeah, I couldn't have been more serious. I was involved in AA and he said this to me and I didn't understand it. And he told me I wouldn't. He goes, then he said, if you were serious and you took the third step, then all of this is part of that experience. Yes. Yes. And I was like, you know, that just, I mean, I understood that when I got released, but I didn't understand it from the condition of self.
2: Yes. Yeah. You well, yeah. you're not going to. It doesn't yeah. have that ability to understand that way. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't understand. You have it by giving it away. It doesn't. That's <laughs> not its programming. Yeah. This this idea of self is severely limited by programming. It's not like artificial intelligence. It's programmed. Mm-hmm. It's set, and it doesn't go against its framing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has, doesn't have the ability to go outside of itself. Yeah. This is, the, this is the wonder and awe of living life from outside of self. <laughs> you see results that there was no way you could have figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're relying on a failed system that severely inhibits the effects of grace in our life. Yeah. There's a whole lot of unknown that can produce great effects. Yeah. Yeah. Just by admitting the limitations you find yourself as. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you could make people do what you wanted them to do? You would think so, but obviously there'd be a lot of unintended consequences. But it doesn't matter. It's not a fact. People don't do what I want them to do in most occasions. So instead of trying to believe the first, I fit myself around the second. Yeah. All right. So I'm not in the outcome business because I don't have any ability to, to uh, complete the outcome. There you go. So basically, I'm a tool, I'm not the final, I'm not the end project, yeah? I'm a tool of the project, but I'm not the project, yeah? I'm, I'm being employed or being driven, yeah? Yeah. I'm not that which is employing or driving, yes? Hallelujah. A lot of times shit happens and it's, it's it's incredibly essential, but our limited re- reaction is, this fucking sucks. Yeah, of course. Because we're looking at it from a failed system. And we think success is just that everything goes my way and I'm comfortable and nothing bothers me and there's nobody who inserts themselves and demands anything of me that I don't want to give. That's not the richness of living, is it? You might as well be in like a hermetically sealed coffin yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah all right thanks kurt
0: thank you very much i think david g had a question for
1: yeah thanks very much vanessa thanks um uh, thanks vanessa for uh, doing your first meeting as well uh, as chair you've done a great job and um congratulations on 20 years sober yesterday so well done um Paul I just um I was was interested what you said before just to Kurt as well um and you spoke about diving into a bucket to have some sort of awakening or have some sort of spiritual awakening and I've I've, I've heard say that there are rehab centers out there now that are actually uh, pledging that they can help people struggling with any kind of spirituality to manufacture a spiritual awakening and um, I found that really intriguing as a as a as a sort of a long term seeker, I guess you could call me. I'm just wondering where your, what your take is on that. Is that is there any validity in that, or is this something? Is it can you manufacture know, something I like that?
2: But I remember in the 70s there was a a thing called EST, E S T, that basically they said the same thing. If you did two weekends and a and a meeting during the week, I think they call it Landmark now or the or Foundation. But it was oh, yeah? called that, that you would get it. You would have a aha moment. And in a way, it worked. You had a, what, what they call would be, it would be a synthetic satori. You know, a satori, like a waking up. Oh, wow. You now, the problem is, is uh, if you don't have a life that's uh, conducive to Enabling that to continue, it's going to revert back to the same old, same old. Yes. Ah. Okay. This is the problem they're having. I've talked to some people who have been using medicine for uh, heroin addiction and other things, and the thing is, it can give the person a new starting point, but without a way of life that's conducive to support that, a lot there is a lot of uh, what is it called? Lucidicism. They go back, yes? Mm-hmm. Because the habit or the stubbornness of the bondage of self kicks in. So those peak experiences weren't enough to uh, uh, allow a 30-year life of sobriety, yes? Okay. So maybe they can... Sometimes uh, things are like you you shut the computer down and you turn it back on, you reboot it, yeah? Mm
4: -hmm. But
2: you do have to have a changing of the program, you know, like we say in AA, habits. We need to follow suggestions and live a different way to allow that, uh, let's say in this event, that fragile awakening to sort of extend itself, yeah? Mm -hmm. I don't think they have that down yet, no. But I don't know. I haven't read about it or heard about it.
1: So there's no they sort of you can't manufacture the impetus behind it to create. It's just a, a sort of a brief peek through the curtains, I guess. I Is that what say you're
2: saying? You produce, you, I knew I knew groups that were good at. Uh, having a pretty good success rate of inducing cathodic events. Yes. How, how, does one,
1: how did they do that?
2: Uh well the group that I did this was in Australia it was from a group called well there was a teacher once, uh Rajneesh or Osho, mm-hmm. and these people they had come to America to this group called the Miracle of Love and had done some members of these Osho. They had worked with this group and had uh done their their uh their event that they did, and then they changed it a little to more fit the Osho view. But they took this miracle of love, who the beginner, he's dead now or something, whatever. I didn't know Mm -hmm. much about that. I did it and it was called the path of love or whatever. So I I found myself, I fell into this event. And what they did is they would have like a meeting. There'd be 12 people in a circle and they'd have someone watching what was being said. And in the afternoon, they'd clear up the whole space and they'd put mattresses and they'd have music and they'd have all these people sitting around the, the uh, diameter, the uh, the periphery of the room, not saying anything, holding the space. And somehow there would be a conducing of cathartic events. you know, mm-hmm. And uh, then there'd be meetings about it afterward and stuff like that. So they had a way of inducing a shift also. So I believe that can be done. Now, does it stabilize or not? I don't think Hmm. they have figured that one out. No. So, so yes, I'm sure you can, see, you can, uh, there's, there's a famous guy who wrote a book on having no head in non-duality, Douglas Harding, and he had these little, uh, things you did and you would have a shift of perception by doing them. Like that, it would be like a five-minute thing. So there are ways to alter the familiarity that you call you to alter it sufficiently for a moment or two to see something different. Yes.
1: Okay. What What's the name of that book? Having no head.
2: On having no head. Okay. By Douglas Harding. He's passed away. Okay. But yeah. well,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers.
2: So, Paul. Yeah what people are trying to do with the ayahuasca and mm. and the uh, iboga. The iboga is more for heroin. They're trying to, first of all, the iboga, suppose, I think it's called iboga, takes, cuts the, the cold turkey in half, which is valuable in itself. And then hopefully you get rebooted and there's not that huge urge, but usually the people go back to their same lifestyle and then the urge shows up and they get loaded again, and shit, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. gonna run out of peruse to go to, and they're gonna <laughs> run out of new, new processes to try, mm. yeah. Mm. A good old way of life is.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's interesting though. The um, when you talk about ayahuasca and stuff, I mean, isn't that sort of self trying to get out of self, but using a drug to stop your addiction? Is that am I right or is that wrong? I might be naive. I don't know. It can
2: be seen in one way or another. It doesn't. It matters what the mind is up to before it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are mind, big mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's giving meaning to what's what's happening. What's happening isn't. We've given it the ability to give us meaning, but really, what we are is giving meaning to what's happening. Not what's happening is giving meaning to what we are. Sure. Okay. Really, the other way. Yeah. So, I believe there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not, what's before everything isn't Nina and Paul, it's mind, it's what we are. And that what we are is dreaming through this little lens called Paul and Nina, and giving meaning to things. So, Hmm. I can't really say what's good or bad, or what's valuable or not, because that meaning is given to it by mind. Hmm. So what's poison for one person is food for another yes okay this is what this is something that uh we keep giving reality we keep giving dreaming of solidity it doesn't really deserve we are what's dreaming we are what's giving meaning to things. Look at what happened for a lot of people this has their been their experience. they had something that happened that they crowned the worst thing that ever happened yeah and let's say it stays in that role for a couple years so now they have a lot of things that support the worst thing that ever happened then they get sober let's say it was getting arrested one night yeah then they get sober and then after a few months maybe after a week maybe after a day they see that worst thing that ever happened getting arrested was the best thing because it led to them to getting sober yeah sure So what was it? Was it the worst thing and then transformed into the best thing? Or was it Hmm. neutral and was given the meaning based on where you are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Yeah. Sure. We see the world not as a world. We see the world as where we are, from where we are, where we are. Has very, very shaky foundations when it's rooted in the tripod of self. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. me, mine. Yeah. If, If it's based or rooted in what you are, you see clearly through the disturbances. Yes. In AA, it would be the spiritual condition instead of the mental condition. If you're seeing life from the mental condition, you're seeing shit that represent resentments and set off anxieties and shit like that. Those things aren't doing anything. You're giving it the meaning. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Person that you think is out to get you hasn't even thought about you in eight years. <laughs> so, yes. This is all, this is all manufacturing yeah. here. Yeah. So understanding that it's important. Who's running the factory. Who's, who's running the dream machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. it really ain't you. You're mm. just the you're the the machine that gets driven. What's driving it isn't mm. you. Mm. Like it says in AA, you're driven by a hundred forms of fear, this and that. Mm. that, that. Yes, you're mm. we and not. Nina and Paul are vehicles. We're dr- being driven all day. Mm. It's what's driving us, is what makes it seem the way it seems. Yeah. Yes. Let's call yeah. there's two choices, let's say. Higher power, self. There you go. Got it. You know what's behind the wheel. You can feel mm. it. You mm. can. The car mm. can feel when self's driving it. I mean, to me, mm. it's sort of like a horse that's been ridden by a crazy jockey. When the horse mm. is free from that jockey, when the jockey starts moving close, the horse gets a little fucking disturbed because <laughs> the music's coming.
3: yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're the horse we're either yeah. ridden by the higher power or self and we mm. know how each one treats us mm. and so we can sense the presence of one or the other because the presence of self we're in a fucking reflexive contraction waiting to get our ass kicked somehow mm. the other the other, could, the other posture is we're available and open and present yeah and mm. that we're open to living instead of <laughs> yeah. Mm. So guess what? Mm. Yeah. You're not the car doesn't go anywhere without the driver. At least now there is there's gonna be driverless cars. That's but let's it. say so uh the driver plays the most important role of where the car's gonna go. The car doesn't. The driver does. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tell the truth about what's been driving you. Mm. That's what the steps do. The first step is admitting what it was like to be driven by self. And now that we've been introduced to something greater than self, we've come to believe something can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yeah? Then we make a decision to put out, put the car under the care of that higher power. And then we get the mechanical work, four through nine, to get the car ready to be driven a not much nicer way because it's used to be driven by a fucking insane character so we're, we're used mm. to being closed down we're mm. used to being confrontational or avoiding mm. we're used mm. to a lot of fucking ways of mm. how we've been driven we've got to get new habits yeah mm. so four through nine is to make is the mechanical work that's necessary so that we can adapt to being driven by the higher power yeah which mm-hmm. comes naturally very quickly for most of us, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then 10, 11, 12 are like the, the basic maintenance plan to keep that that situation in place. Yes, I'm a yes. car. Yes, I'm driven. And yes, the higher power is the driver. Yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not a car. I'm not driven. And you're identified as self. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, are right. yeah. So unique. You do every. You do exactly what every other actor has ever done. Oh, yeah. That's mm. a very unique move, Paul. Mm. No, I'm doing it. All right. So, yeah. in that case, the the car thinks it's the driver, under the illusion of self. Mm. Yes. Yeah? And it's listening to self like a GPS. Mm. We're in a new condition. We've realized Paul's a car. I'm not a car, but Paul's a car. Paul's going to be driven. Yeah? I don't want it to be driven by the old driver. I had enough of that. I'm clear Mm. about that. That's the perfection of the first step. Yeah? Mm. I, I put myself under the care or. T- in the employment of a new driver and now I've been driven for 33 years by the higher power. Hallelujah. There's no rust. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> the paint job has held up pretty well. The upholstery is yeah. working. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice clear radio. I'm not plugged into unclear channel, which was K-Paul. I'm, pl- I'm, I'm, on, I'm plugged into clear channel, which is higher power. Yeah, yeah. And yeah then, you know, yeah
1: you're not in the wacky races anymore thanks very much paul
2: imagery that's the imagery i can be a complete fortune teller of the one car trip i can the other one is going to be revelatory it's going to be surprising you're going to have wonder and awe and gratitude yes because things will the horizons will be bigger and brighter than you ever imagined but if you have the old driver, I can tell you exactly how the next five hundred thousand miles are gonna be. Exactly. Tell you exactly I'm gonna exactly tell you how your condition's gonna end up. Yeah? Hmm. Exactly. How do you know? Well, it's obvious, yeah. Yeah. See thoughts as thoughts and see the addition to of my as not your addition. Just see thoughts as thoughts. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. event. They're seeing of thoughts. That's the event. Suddenly them becoming my thoughts is an add-on. Yeah? Mm. Luckily, the seeing of thoughts was before the add-on. So thoughts don't have to be gone for the add-on to be gone. Just see them as thoughts. See them as actions. See them as problems instead of my problems, my thoughts, my actions. And you'll travel lighter. I mean, see them as that. I'm not saying practicing, these aren't my thoughts. No. Mm -hmm. Stay in AA and you'll be led to a point where you'll see thoughts as thoughts, not yours. You'll see actions as actions, not Mm -hmm. yours. And you'll see problems as problems, not yours. You will. And you'll travel lighter through what? Actions, thoughts, and problems. What more do you want? Note. What more does the car want? It just doesn't want to be driven off the cliff. Hmm. Yeah, it it has a simple agenda. It wants to have enough gas, have enough water, so it doesn't overheat. Yeah? Have the wheels balanced. Have the steering wheel tight. Have a little oomph to get to go, yeah, it's not shooting to fucking land in the stars. It just wants to drive well. Yes. Hmm. Don't put on your fucking mental machinations of transcendence on the poor car. <laughs> the car doesn't want to be seen as the center of the universe. It's not up for it. Yeah? It doesn't want to be thought about all day. It's not up for it. It's not meant for that. Yes? It's meant to get us places. It means it's meant for us to express things that are inexpressible and to reflect on stuff, and to be put to good use, yeah, hmm. and to bring shit to people that can't get to it. All that, yeah. Hmm. But to see to see you as a body and giving it demand that it has to become spiritual is insanity. You're not this, yeah. You're of a spiritual nature, like it or not. You are. So, yeah.
1: Wow. Thanks, yes. Paul. Yes, thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Paul. We have one more question. Do you want to go for it or shall we close the meeting now?
2: Well, if it's actually one more, let's do it. Yeah.
0: Okay, to you, Ryan.
2: One leads to four. No. All right. One more. Yeah.
3: Hey, Paul. Uh, thanks for the meeting. I wanted to get your take on uh, in the doctor's opinion. There's a paragraph, from, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he talks about at a certain point, the alcoholic loses self-confidence and is placed beyond human aid. Uh, the phenomenon of craving um, is there and no human power can can solve that. But the, the thing that points, that really stands out to me is the self-confidence piece, right? So at, at a certain point, alcohol loses self-confidence and is looking for a solution. And to me, it points to the bottle as but a symbol, You know, take the bottle away, self-confidence is still an issue um, because of reliance on self. And I just wanted to
5: see your take on that.
2: Well, you know, the bondage of self doesn't need to have confidence or not, first of all, yeah? But again, lack losing confidence in self can lead to one sort of result or another, yeah? You can finally see that it's a failed system, yeah? Maybe that's what's happening. You're still, st- still seemingly trapped by it, but you've recognized that it's failed, yeah? Which is going to initiate a losing of interest in it. Just like it says in AA around page 63, we'll lose interest in self, yeah? And this is what sometimes that failing, that fear that it doesn't have the ability to get me over this hump leads us to that, yeah? Other times it leads us to more denial, yeah? Because the elephant in the room is really big so the denial kicks up because it doesn't want you to have that message land that it's a failed system. I don't know where it, what it's like for a person at that given moment. Yeah? But it's never just one way or the other. It, it, it can go a lot of ways. Yeah, to me, it was very, very valuable. See, it was very uncomfortable to be incredibly anxious knowing that what I was listening to was going to fail me. Yeah, not seeing any other option. Yes. But at one point, that was very valuable because when I was presented an option, I was very keen on the third step. Yeah, in AA, I was very keen on it. I saw that as my outdoor, really. I saw turning my will and life over to the care of something greater than self was the fucking bomb. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had seen in hindsight that I had surrendered to a lot of things in life. The cops, I surrendered to Delancey Street for two years, his live in program. I surrendered. And now, after surrendering in AA, I realize what's going to bring about the effects of the surrender is what you surrender to. And so, surrendering to this. Higher power has uh, has just brought a wealth of fortune in so many levels, yeah. So I feel like when you're in some conditions, when you're in a, a certain way, you see value in everything. It's great. You see that your worst failures were your greatest successes, like it says in the Course in Miracles, yeah. When you're looking at at everything from self, you're seeing a very myopic view that has mechanical reactions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. See, the funny thing is, some people believe for you to uh, transcend yourself, you have to have one. Now, I always felt weird because when I looked inside, I didn't find anybody. When I looked at Peter Kennedy, I saw Peter Kennedy or my friend Bill. But when I looked, I didn't see anything. And it was sort of weird and scary. Yeah. So I don't think I ever really had or ever got a developed self. Maybe it will work. Yeah. But I got a, just a vague uh, like shadow that was with a lot of meaning filling it up. Yeah. So It was, it was weird. It's it was really weird. It's proven very valuable now, but at, when I was a kid, it was, it was very weird to look and see nothing in there, yeah. So I, what happened was it was replaced by a song and dance, and out a song and dance to keep people at bay, yeah, Cause, so they wouldn't find out there's nobody home. So, uh, yeah, I never had a really developed self, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it would have been, if it would have worked or not, I don't know. Yeah. But in other words, it was failed from the get go, so to speak. Yeah. 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 It didn't fail in, in producing anxiety and shit. It failed in, uh, promoting a sense of well being and an availability to others and stuff. Yeah. It definitely had me in a cocoon. Yeah. Yeah, suffocating, yeah. I thought the only way I could get out was radical change of how I felt. So I moved to shooting narcotics pretty fast in life. Not heroin, cocaine, and uh, what they call ketamine and shit like that. Uh, So because then I could have such a different way of looking so quick, yeah. It seemed like the only valuable experience, so I went for it a lot, and I was willing to pay any consequence to have it. Yeah. Uh, alas, that ended up to be a failed mechanism. Yeah. I always woke up again as Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't want of trying that formula over and over again but it finally showed me it's failed so yeah i can't get out of what i'm not in i had believed i was in something i'm not most of my life and most of my life was trying to get out of it and uh thank god i didn't pass away before i uh was given the gift of seeing i can't get get out of what i'm not in yeah hallelujah I don't believe you know in AA parlance I believe I am a spiritual condition I don't believe I'm a physical mental condition and that needs to become spiritual I, I see it the other way so yeah I hope that helped or whatever I don't know what we were talking about yeah All right. We want to say goodbye, Vanessa. That's
0: lovely. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everyone. And Paul, uh, we'll see you all next week. Tuesdays and right Thursdays for right so Step 12.
2: I like this little, this little uh, thing. So, Vanessa, thank you. You did a great job. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, over to you. Under your control. It's all mine. Joseph, nice to see you as always. We got Walter from the Netherlands. Nice to see you, Walter. Paul. Yes. Nice to see you, Paul. Mike. See, if I, if this didn't beat you, Paul, I was going to have to pull out the back. I can't pull out the back. Yeah. Oh, wow. I show you back. That hold on. Hold it. Wait a minute. I can't show it to you. Well, whatever. All right, Mike, good to see you, bro, as always. We got a, We did a talk earlier. I'm going to have the guy send it to us for the for the Zen Bitch Slap. Tommy, thank you for the art and the uh, books. I mean, the uh, music. Appreciate it. Roman, as always. Marty T. Yeah. The one and only man of self-inquiry. There he is. <laughs> we got uh we got Owen. He's 100% pure Irish. Yeah, don't fucking mess around with it. No distilled Irish in him. Just pure. We got Jacob. Jacob. You're being put to good use, Jacob. And don't and the pressure is not on you. Yeah. Yeah, you just do the best you can. Something's directing the whole show. Yeah, it doesn't, the show's results don't hinge on us. No, no, yeah. Mickey, pleasure to see you as always. Stefan, as always, on having never left. Dale, nice to see you, Dale O. She's outside today, Looks, looks like a beautiful day, wherever she may be. Terry from Maine, still has to be inside, yeah. Maine's got some strange weather, man. Uh, Adam, nice to see you.